good news, everyone. We're not talking about red pill content today. Check one, two, three, four. Let's go. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Wolfpack Podcast, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly topics that we discuss on our weekly basis here in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Wolfson, and without further ado, let's get down to the business. So today, we got quite a few topics that we want to talk about, that we want to be more of an emphasis to talk about. Um, and there's other more topics that I want to talk. I don't think we're going to be able to uh, talk about it today. I It's going to be for later episodes for or for more, you know, episodes that are like, oh, it's a slow week. So, you know, let's talk about this, you know, stuff like that. Um, so today we're going to focus about a few things. We're going to talk about the Adam 22 situation, which is getting exploded a lot more than what it should. But it's also a beneficial game from Adam himself. And you and I'll explain why. We're also gonna talk about the Jonah Hill. Last week we didn't discuss about it, but that's okay. We'll discuss about it right now. And also the recent um or the attempt I uh, I guess acquisition of Microsoft uh acquiring Activision Blizzard. That's big. That's yeah, that's that's your monopoly right there. But we're all going to discuss this, see how far we go with this. Um, if you guys are fine sounding, feel like, oh, man, you're like a little bit speed up. Yeah, I'm a little bit speed up because I've been talking for 20 minutes and I realized I never hit the record button. So now I'm doing this shit all over again. But now with much more a small context summarized portion of it. Because I got a little bit pissed off. It's like, I'm not going to talk about this again, but I have to. So. Let's talk about Adam 22. I'm pretty sure you guys, if, if you listen to my podcast, you know who Adam 22, or if you haven't listened to my podcast, but you have heard of who Adam 22 is. But, but for those of you who don't know who Adam 22 is, he was a pro BMX who a biker who went to, from from BMX to go and dive the the hip hop community and the hip-hop industry as, as a whole and started to become like a sort of a journal journalist media-esque type of person started interviewing hip-hop artists trap artists you know and started interviewing in gurus from that industry and whatnot then he expanded a little bit to interviewing more celebrities from the entertainment industry it's not necessarily in the music scene but also started expanding like People from the YouTube hemisphere, the streamers world and whatnot also and started interviewing prom stars. That's where, you know, his his now wife his, at the time, girlfriend, Lena, the plug, who's a prominent prom star. Um, they, they created their own show called the plug, uh, the plug uh, talk show, uh, show when they interview a lot of uh, women from the prom industry. And then after that, they they have sets. They do the D. All three of them. So it's basically a free, a free song that they film and whatnot. Uh, and also, he started getting getting much more momentum when the when there has been like quite a few controversial people coming into the show, like the Nick Fuentes, the Sneagles, and whatnot. So it's kind of kind of felt like kind of weird 
but I see why he will expand from being just only hip hop into what it is right now. And it kind of, and, and and his podcast channel was known as the No Jumper Podcast, and the coolest podcast in the world, according to him. I don't know about that; it's debatable. But, anyways, and for some time, some time right now, it has died down. It has died down because of a recent recent scandal that it was all allegedly. And it started to die down little by little. You started to find out that he's been like all his co-workers have been having beats with him because money issues, basically, or ownership claims and whatnot. So they stopped messing with him and they said, you know, we're done. And so he kept it going with, with, with the people that they stay with them. And yeah, that, that's where they are. So for the longest time, it was just dying out little by little. And not too long ago, he married his girlfriend, now his wife, Aunt Lena, the plug. So they got married. And they also have a daughter, but they, that was way before marriage. It was like, I don't know, like her daughter's like, what, three, four years ago? Old? I don't know. It was something like that, right? And they got married just not too long ago. Beautiful. Amazing. And I and from the last episode, I discussed it. So the whole drama storms into after one month of them getting married, she let somebody ran over her. They because she posted on a video saying, like, guess what, guys? I'm having my first prom scene with not my man, but someone else. And it was a it's and she said her verbatim. I'm doing my first BBC. And for those of you who don't know, BBC is not the British um uh, news channel. No, uh, BBC is big. So she did a video about it th that she's doing her first BBC, and and the dude that was gonna you know that's doing the deed is a big ass black dude, puff looking motherfucker with tats all over his body and face and and titty dancing the whole time. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what is going on? Why? And then. Say, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. It all exploded after that. Like everybody and their mothers are talking about it. And, and I try not to discuss it because that's someone else's relationship. Like uh, we don't know what goes behind the scenes. So we don't know why are we judging it, but to each their own. But everybody exploded with two, with all over the place, but mostly on two sides. The one side is basically saying, Adam, you're a simp. You're a cock. How are you letting someone else run over your wife? Your wife, you're married, your wife. And it's a promise. It doesn't matter. Like, why are you letting it? And then the other side is saying, like, I mean, all's fair in love and bro step because he been running over a hundred women and film it with his wife with his wife at the right there. So the one time he let somebody else run it, it's like, so like, hello? But here's quite a few things. And I'm going to talk about my opinions behind this and what I think about this. And I'm going to, and my head is like all over the place. So I'm trying my best to straighten up to make it one more cohesive way and then end it up with, you know, the last thing. So the whole people that are talking about traditional marriages and talking about the sanctity of the of the marriage and this and that you know the adultery and this and that i'm like all right look you gotta understand something we're we're in 2023 it's not the same thing as it was 100 years ago or even 50 years ago or even 10 years ago it's not the same it's much more progress 
I mean, quote unquote, progressively, I guess, the values have changed. I mean, I'm doing a, a non-traditional um, wedding with my soon-to-be wife, who she's like the best thing that's ever happened to me. And it's, and it's funny enough because it's four weeks from now I'm getting married to her. But it's not a traditional wedding. Like, we don't have a priest. Um, I was raised Catholic and she was. But we're not having uh, a priest over. We're just having an official and that's it. Sign the papers and now I pronounce you husband and wife in uh, the state of uh, Florida, you know? That's it. And we're not we're not doing even a, a wedding wedding per se. Uh, there's like a reception, a ceremony. Like, no, no, no. No, no, it's just a ceremony where our close friend, or no, not our friends. Our, look at that. Our friends are not even involved. It's our immediate family. That's the only people that are coming. Immediate. That's it. And then afterwards, we're having a nice little dinner and that's it. That's our wedding. We don't have to spend money on a fucking, it's drag, drag events, the uh, luxury shit with DJs and wedding bands and other crap. Like, no, no, no. We can just do our wedding and that's it. Call it a day. Just sign the papers, have the people there, and can't wait till we go eat together. That's it. It's very non-traditional. And sometimes people don't understand that that's acceptable because it's okay. We don't have to follow everything that has to go through religious beliefs or political beliefs. Like, no, it's okay to, to do this because, I mean, if you love the person, then, you know, what else, what else are you going to do? Just, just do the D and that's it. But a lot of people have a lot of mixed feelings because they believe like, oh, no, the sanctity of the marriage, this is adultery and this and that. It's like, will I do it? No, that's my personal opinion. I wouldn't do it. But who am I? Who am I or who are you to say like those that shit is not going to work with those people? Maybe it does work. And maybe that that's their way of keeping themselves alive and active all the time. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it, it works, but it doesn't mean that my way of thinking is the right way. It just works for him because it works for them. So why are we criticizing these people? Especially a lot of people are talking so much shit about that to them and calling Adam the simp of the year, uh, being uh, like this uh, this person that's like completely a simp and, and letting uh, someone else run his wife. And it's like, bro, but this guy basically ran over his wife's prom star colleagues and they have their own show don't you think the wife is gonna feel a certain way as well congratulations you played yourself equality guys i mean come on doesn't make you no no but it's because he's a guy he's allowed to but the 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 wife is not allowed to especially a big black i'm like congratulations you played yourself guys i don't know i don't i wouldn't i don't know if i would do that if I'm married, if I already tied the knot with my girl, I don't know if I'm if I don't believe I will ever let anybody else touch her. At the same time, I will not touch any other woman. I just don't. It's already done. And not that I'm saying that I've that I did it uh, before mar marrying my girl and she and vice versa with my girl. Like, no, no, no. It's just that's our relationship. We respect each other's boundaries and we love each other that. We know that if we're going to be together, it's just you and me and that's it. It's respect at the end of the day, you know? Some relationship works that way. I mean, some of them have open re relationship or open marriages, like, quote unquote, Will Smith and Jada. We all know how that turned. <laughs> and and I guess, like, a lot of people are, are going using that as an example. It's like, look how, how that turned, that whole Will and Jada situation. And maybe you're right. Maybe there's like a little bit of ego right there from the man's perspective. It's like, whatever. But 
who are we to decide? If it, it does, it's not going to work on us, but maybe it works for them. So, so why are we caring so much about this? Like, why? Is it because Adam has said numerous times under other platforms and other shows that he says he will never let anybody run her? Okay, that's a fair argument. Because I have heard some of him, him oh, some of the times he's talked to other talk show hosts and says like, you know, this whole dynamic that they're doing is like, no, nah, I will never let anybody run over her. Congratulations, you played yourself. A little bit hypocritical on his part because he actually en ended up doing that for her. But who are we to decide what's good and what's bad for their relationship? Oh, because it, it, it makes him a sim and this and that. Well, he's making money out of it, isn't he? And that's the part where I'm going to leave you guys right now. There's a reason this happened. And I'm not saying that he probably doesn't need the money. He's already a millionaire. I don't know. But here's the thing. The money will run out soon. Especially if you have a, a, a dying podcast or a dying channel that's like it's not getting its momentum and shit. Money will run, run, run dry soon. And especially he has to pay the employees, the editors and in the, in the warehouse where he's at right now. So it's like, there's a lot of fact that come into decisions like this. So when he announced or when her, his wife announced that everybody shit on him and he, and he, he probably should have just stayed quiet instead of like going into uh, social media and say, Oh, I'm a simp because I let somebody else run on my girls. Like, all right, cool. Good to know. Cause you know, I ran the millions and you don't. He didn't say those verbatim, but it's like around those lines that he's like everybody shitting on him. And he's just like, all right, is that makes me a simp because this made like millions and millions of dollars over it because people subscribe to us. Like, all right, then I'm the simp. And I see how he's trying to play it off. It's like it makes him more look like a look like a loser at that point. The way he's writing over and tweeting like it, it's not his best forte. I gotta say that. But at the same time, in the more strategic, you know, business marketing aspect, that was a genius move. Because remember what I say earlier, his channel was dying little by little after his recent scandal and whatnot. So there wasn't any momentum coming from him. So what's a good way to have everybody and their mothers talking about you? And what's a good way to monetize that momentum? You let your wife be ran over by a BBC. This is like week what? Week two or week three about this? And everybody's still talking about this. Everybody. Emotional, damn it. And he's leveraging that because it's getting people to go to her, to her OnlyFans and subscribe to it. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't a, a cheap. I'm pretty sure it was like a few... 30, 40, 50 bucks out of it to see it and make money out of that one single scene. And he's capitalizing that right now. Everybody and their mothers wants him on the show. Everybody wants to talk to him because obviously it's clipping, it's clip views, it's getting momentum. Now everybody in the world is talking about the no jumper because of this extreme left, uh, left, right and turn that he did. And People don't realize he's, but he's making money. Sure, does he make does it make him look like a loser or a simp or whatever? Maybe, perhaps. But again, we can't judge other people's, you know, relationship because unless you're part of that relationship, you don't know how what works, what 
what works best for them. You know, you can give them free advice or you could give them your opinions towards it, whether they take it or not. That's all totally up to them. But we can't just judge them because like, oh, this is like the dumb way to do things. Like you're such a this, this and that. Like, no, why? What? Why? Why? We can talk about it. My opinions towards it. I don't think I will ever, ever, let, like I guess I already said, I will never let anybody run over my wife and I will never have, I think I, even myself or my wife will never let me run someone else as well. It's like, it's not going to happen. We're not in that relationship. We're in a, mon a monogamous relationship and, and I'm fine with that. And I don't want to explore other options. I really don't. And if Adam 22 wants to explore the other options as much as his wife, then all right. And, and if they're happy and if they talked about it, it's like, okay, cool. You know, I mean, that's why that's called open marriages. There's boundaries to these levels, you know, but it's not in it for anybody. So final thoughts about this. Um, I don't know how long everybody's going to be dick riding for this, um, for, for this. Honestly, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it anymore because there's nothing like wow factoring about this other than I already, what already mentioned. It was already said and done. Now it's just people just keep talking about it and putting their opinions and expressing their feelings towards it. But in my eyes, uh, as a, in the eyes of a technical perspective, it was a bold but genius move of what Adam did because now his podcast and his channel is getting more following. Everybody's talking to them. Everybody's getting a piece of it. He's getting a huge piece of it, you know, and so is the wife. Um, page, his patrons probably subscribe a lot more. His wife's OnlyFans got subscribed most. And, you know, they're making money out of this. It's a genius move, you know. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that this is a move that I would recommend people to do. If you're not into it, you're not into it. Don't do it. But yeah, this is I won't wait for having people talk to you, whether it's negatively or positively. You had that's the whole important. You have people talking about you. You become relevant again until you don't. Let's see how long this fire will last, and then how is he gonna approach his next step um, behind this? You know. We'll see. Um, let's move on for the next topic because the next topic involves, again, two relationships. And speaking of relationships, the Jonah Hill situation. Yeah, guys, we're going to talk about Jonah Hill. We didn't talk about it just uh, last week. I know we did it. I don't, I don't think you might even mention. But to put in perspective, this is what's happening with Jonah Hill right now. And I feel for the man. Um, recently, Jonah Hill is getting like attacked by the media because of a uh, ex-lover. A few years ago, he was dating this person, uh, Sarah Brady. There we go. So it all stems from his ex-girlfriend, Sarah Brady, who is known as a surfer and uh, Instagram influencer, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to look into it a little bit more later on. So they've been dating for quite some time and and they, they seem to uh, broke up. Years later, he f he started seeing this his now current girlfriend and now baby mama of his newborn child. And soon after his child was born, his ex-girlfriend surfer Sarah Brady decided to leak text messages about him and Jonah and how misogynistic and manipulative and control is Jonah Hill. Basically a, a smear campaign. And her excuse was um, 
I've been waiting this long. I didn't I didn't want to do this while the current girlfriend is on 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 the pregnant. I want to do it afterwards. And then once the baby's born, then you know, and I and in my head I'm feel like this is way too cool. hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. And you're doing this. Why? According to her, because my Jonah Hill is misogynistic, narcissist, control, all, all the above. It's a whole smear campaign. And and it shows receipts of her exchanging this and that, or how controlled they got. And basically the receipts were him saying, I got a set of boundaries and you need to respect those boundaries. Which a lot of people have been talking about it because a lot of people say, again, Another situation where everybody's all over the place. But in this situation, I more feel I'm in the side of Jonah Hill in all this. Because I feel like he's on he's been a smear campaign. People are dragging his name to the mud. And, and I'm going to explain to you why, guys. It's a little bit too convenient for her to talk about this right after he, his firstborn child was born. And why leak? Why leak your test messages about him? Like, so far, what I've read about the test messages is I haven't seen anything that is like so misogynistic or any of that level that that tells me that Jonah Hill is actually like, oh, like he's a bad guy. In fact, quite the contrary, all the test messages that I'm reading is indicating how much of a respectful person he is towards her. Like it's telling me like, again, I don't know what goes behind the scenes. Maybe he is and maybe he isn't. I'm just going about with whatever is on the surface, whatever is on the face value, whatever is being presented in front of me. This is what I'm going. Okay, guys. But so far, all I'm seeing is him being respectful and, and decided to be, this is my boundaries. Like, I don't want you to talk to dudes. I don't want you to post uh, naked or have naked pictures on Instagram. Like, I don't want you to post like, you know, as pictures of Instagram and I don't want you to talk to these dudes after work and this and that because and I'm like, okay, quite an acceptable boundary, okay? There's a twist in this. Hold on. And her response was like, fuck you, who the fuck you think you are? All this like very nasty, you know? And he was like, look, if that's what you want, then by all means, go for it and I will understand and we'll stop our relationship right here and there, you know? And I wish you nothing but good luck and everything. So he broke it off. And I was like the most, you know, all right, honorable way to say it. Good. Good job, bro. Good job. All right. I guess. But she went on a whole tirade saying like, this is like control freak, this and that. I'm like, I kind of have to disagree with you because every man or every woman, everybody has boundaries. There's certain boundaries that if once we become this relationship, you cannot cross these boundaries, you know, no matter what, no matter what. And everybody is entitled to have their boundaries. Of course, if you met the girl through for Instagram and you know that this is what she does for a living and then you're putting these boundaries, I might feel a certain way. I feel like, mm, bro, like this is how you met her. This is how she is like. I don't think it's in your right to say like there should be any boundaries behind it. But at the same time, I understand where he's coming from. But it's like it's a it's an even give and take, you know, it all depends. But 
all I see is just like, all right, he's just setting boundaries. And she's taking it to the whole now, never, and, and giving her him a smear campaign saying how, how he's a evil villain person, when in reality, you're the villain in, all, in the story. I saw, saw some of the pictures of her. And, and let me tell you, as a surfer myself, and I've surfed with other people, a lot of people tend to wear bodysuits when they're surfing. Her way of surfing is all with bikinis. I'm not saying that that's not wrong. Anybody can surf the way you want, but a prominent surfer would know that uh, even a woman who normally will wear a bodysuit, whether it's only the first half and you just have the bikinis, that's fine, or it's just a whole bodysuit. That's, and I, I lived in the island for 25 years, so I know a lot more about this than a lot of people know. It's each other's preference at the end of the day. But when I see some of the pictures that she that she was qu and questioning that she was saying, bro, we know what you're doing. Like, get the fuck out of here. Half of the pictures of her serving is all ass shots. Nani? Like, like, come on. She belongs to the street. Like, you're going to tell me you don't know what you're doing? Gotcha, bitch. And it's Instagram. How many times I've talked about this in the podcast about Instagram? It's like you're posting certain pictures. In fact, the times that I interview uh, um, Instagram people or even fucking... The, if you guys go back to an older episode that I interviewed Danielle D. Nicola, she's a, she's a, cos, a famous cosplayer. She has her OnlyFans and, and she's also a Twitch streamer and whatnot. She, she tells you right away, like she's from, she's from marketing. So she knows what to post on these social medias and what gravitates people. Check that interview out, guys. Like, I'm telling you, this is a marketing move. This is how you get the attention from other people from, uh, from so that way that you can get the following. This is, it, obviously. So you're telling me, oh, look at me, I'm wa waving. If, if I see you like you're riding a wave and you see the wave closing in and you're like right there, I'm like, holy shit, that's actually a nice shot. Like, yeah, this is legit. But if, more than half of your pictures is just you riding a sur uh, surfing board and all I see is your backside the whole time on every other picture, then yeah, I kind of feel like you know what you're doing. That's where the boundaries come into place. Like, come on. Don't tell me like you're doing this for the love of surfing and whatnot. No, if you're doing this for the love of surfing, A, you don't post it on social media. And B, if you do, then you'll take every single angle and not just your ass angles. It's simple as that. Like, get the fuck out of here with that bullcrap of, you know, uh, he's being controlling and whatnot. Like, no, it sounds like you're just being a bitter bitch, honestly. Because why would you be doing this smear campaign of leaking? And that and that's, a, that's another thing that I hate. Why are you leaking private conversations with your, with your significant other and your ex-significant other? Why? To show the world what kind of person that that guy is? Whatever happens within closed doors is between you and that person. There, you ha have no right to put that on the public, especially if he hasn't said or done anything wrong. But alas, all I'm here is like, you know, we, all, through the messages that I've been scrolling and seeing, it's like they have been going on back and forth and they've been going on a doctor, a therapist, you know, and I feel like the therapist is not doing a very good job because the therapist seemed like a little bit biased and, and, and on her side. And I feel like the therapist, you cannot be biased. You have to be objectively the mediator and see the right and wrong. But if, it's, if, if it becomes a one-sided thing, then, then that's an issue. 
Yeah, then be going back and forth from all this. And I'm like, dude, this is a very nasty comment. Like, why would you do this to the to now? Especially he hasn't said anything wrong to you or he hasn't talked about you. Again, let me let me put you a timeline. He broke up with this girl two years ago. This is two years ago. Two years ago, he broke it up. And in this time, six months later, he found someone else and is now the current person that he has his, his, his baby with. And you know something that he did, which I feel like he didn't have to do that. He really didn't have to do that. Jonas, because they, after they broke it off, they, they still stay in touch as friendly people. And what he said to her was, you know, was saying, say, hey, I just wanted to let you know because I respect you. I know we're still talking. We're talking and this and that, but we broke it up and blah, blah, blah. Um, just wanted you to know I'm, I'm fine. I've started dating. I found somebody. I started dating and he's an amazing person. But I didn't want you to, to know through a third party or someone else. I want you to not be the first person, you know. And she replies like, thank you for letting me know. I think it's best if we stop talking all together and not, and not be engaged anymore. And he's like, totally agree. I understand. I respect your decision. That's it. That makes me think Jonah Hill is very innocent and he's not a manipulative or any of that. Because he is the part with the plot thickens. She later decided to go on a tirade against him. Because of a picture that they took and they put her name in it and say, tell your publicist that that's not me. And then afterwards, she decided to say a lot of nasty things about him and this and that. And that's where he goes like, wait, what? She was on a hell deep bent of being nasty to him. And this was two years ago. After that, he he stopped. He doesn't know anything. Fast forward to now. He, she later decides to leak all these information, leak all the private test messages. See how misogynistic this is? And people are looking at her as to, uh, what? I don't f- see anything wrong in all this, like per se. Unless he, unless you're telling us that he's being very abusive in your relationship or being, you know, he's hit you or not. But right now, this proves us nothing. Nothing. Oh, but she definitely did say, oh, he's been, he's been mentally abusing me and he's been verbally saying things and he's been controlling and this and that. And when I look at it, the test messages, I'm like, where's the controlling part? Like, what? What? What's going on? I, I don't understand what's going on. But yeah, it's been like that. It's been a fucking roller coaster with this. And all, all I'm seeing is her losing her shit. I feel like in all this that she just basically like, lost it. She just couldn't handle that he's um he just she just couldn't handle that he's in a happier relationship with somebody and has a baby and she just lost her marbles and just put it out. Oh, but let me tell you why I continue to think like she's the villain in all this. She continues to explode this even more, exploit him even further by adding more shit and then like sniping him on the post and whatnot. She's using this momentum to gain some uh, some fandom, some clout. 100%. Anybody who tells me otherwise says, I know she's a victim, this and that. Let me tell you something. I'm going to hit you with this button. Congratulations. You played yourself. Because if you feel that that's the case, then you're probably not reading between the lines and you're not really 
really re- reading what's really going on. And sure, like I said, I don't know what went for closed doors because I wasn't part of that relationship. I don't know. I have not seen it. I don't know what what went down. Maybe he is or maybe he isn't. We don't know. We're only judging based on the surface level of what's being presented in our in our faces. That's pretty much it. But as far as I'm seeing this in the most, you know, objective perspective, sure. Maybe that was kind of a little bit of uh, controlling setting the boundary, like you're not allowed to talk to certain people, but that's basically putting the stamp of the foot is like, if I want to be your girlfriend or you want to be my, my girlfriend, like these are my, these are my boundaries. This is like what it is. It is what it is. In every relationship, there's always a compromise. Yeah. You always got to find a compromise. Maybe that was a little bit controlling of who, who to, because if, if that's how you met her, then kind of like a little bit hypocritical on your part I gotta say and it's kind of like weak for you to say that you know especially when you're fucking Jonah Hill like you're a fucking celebrity A-list guy but at the same time that's his boundaries you have to respect them there's nothing wrong about it and and he gave her the out he gave her, her the out like if you don't want this then I understand then we'll finish this relationship and we move on with our lives Oh, Gucci, and I'll support you with whatever you need. You got my support. I'm I'm your friend in all of this. She didn't took that lightly. She took the other route. Obviously, they broke it off, but she's the one who decided to leak this. And then for her to say, like, oh, finding after many years of being abused, she just then let her decide the Me Too card, which I feel like that's kind of a weak thing to do because now you're exploiting this. Now you're getting a lot more followers, a lot more likes, a lot more views. Now the attention is on you. So it's actually 100% a, a smear campaign that exploiting Jonah Hill and not in a good way. And she's just gaining, you know, the support out of it. And what sucks is that she's that type of me too, that cry, the, the, uh, the girl that cries wolf. Very controversial me saying that, but it just seems like it. For what I'm seeing, that's how it's been presented by. Because again, I'm reading these stats and you guys can take a look at these. Not one thing that I see that it's very like over borderline to say abusive. Now, if you guys remember a few months ago, the Amaranth situation with his with her husband or soon to be Ed's husband, I don't know what how would that end up. Him saying those nasty bins, yes, that's abusive. Saying the tets and the voice and the call, yeah, that one hundred percent abusive. And Amaranth has every right to me to him. And she's a and she's a survivor. She's a support, and I support her because that was definitely abusive. She brought the receipts. This girl, Sarah Brady, the receipts that she's bringing is for is damaging her career, not Jonah, because it's not saying anything negative about Jonah. It's just saying he has boundaries, and that's all perfectly okay. Every woman has boundaries as well. You gotta respect each other's boundaries. But what you can't do is leak this information out there just to to make someone look bad. It's it just makes you a shitty person, especially after they got a child. It's supposed to be the most happiest uh, time of their lives. And now you're taking away that happiness all because you're bitter about it. Based off what I'm seeing, you're just being bitter. You're just being a bitter bitch. And now what's so fucked up is like now I'm also seeing um, some cast member from Zoe 101 um, is accusing Jordan Hill for what? For sexually... 
I don't know. It's he, he, he now it's like everybody's trying to meet to him now, or try to meet to him. The world we live in, man, nobody cares about the truth when the lie is much more entertaining. Unfortunate. My thoughts in all this is um, based on what I'm gathering, what I see is that Jordan Hills has a very upcoming battle with dealing with the smear campaign. I wish enough but the best, and I hope that. You know, this gets resolved very quickly. And I hope that this Sarah Brady girl, the bitter bitch, get her a little clout. It's not going to last long. And that's how she's going to remain as a loser for history. Nobody wants to touch that. So let's just move on, on to the next one. Um, so this is something I definitely want to talk. Recently, it's the last topic. Recently, Microsoft is going to try to acquire Activision Blizzard. For many of you guys, it's probably like, okay, so it's big corporation absorbing another corporation. What's the big deal? Big deal is that Activision Blizzard is remained to be a very neutral, very neutral gaming company. Meaning that every game that comes out of from that company is is being dis, the, uh, distributed to all platforms, whether it's Xbox, PlayStation. Nintendo, I guess, Steam. That's what it's been known. That's how they wa always want to keep. But when you have a big corporation that that's dedicated to one platform, in this case, you know, Microsoft owns um, Xbox and want to own a, a big video game company. I mean, we're talking about the company that has Call of Duty and World of Warcraft and other big, you know, big um, games. I think Fortnite is under Blizzard. So, I mean, well, Activision Blizzard. Yeah. You have a, a, a gaming company, a gaming corporate console like Xbox. Acquiring that, it's scary because that means that PlayStation and Nintendo and I don't know about Steam because Steam is still under Microsoft, but those other platforms that have been using those video games for, to, for competition as well, that means they get to lose those console, those console games. And that will lead to disaster because that means that Xbox will have exclusive, exclusive games to themselves under this brand. So in instance, like, for example, when Bungie was under Xbox, Halo was only exclusively to Xbox. Exclusively. And if anybody wanted to play Halo, one of the greatest games in all gaming franchise history, you had to buy an Xbox. That's just how it is. So people have to buy Xbox just to buy Halo. And then when Bungie left at, at Microsoft, they decided to partner up with Sony and decided to do Destiny. But the thing about Destiny is that Destiny made it into all bundles, all platforms. I think like, yeah, I, I don't remember if Destiny was um, exclusively first to PlayStation and then release it to Xbox. I f I'm pretty sure I'm wrong about that. Someone can correct me. But yeah, like Bungie like decided to work along with PlayStation and decided to do Destiny, release Destiny, and and do this whole game game without and release on other platforms. What Xbox is trying to do is making sure that anybody who plays Call of Duty and World of Warcraft and Fortnite, I guess, I think Overwatch as well, is to make it look like it's only for Xbox. That means that you're taking away years and years of gaming history on the PlayStation that has been capitalizing. Now you're taking it to Microsoft. And that leads to a monopoly. It leads to a one-sided 
bill because that means what they can do is like they can release the first year they can release it on these games on these platforms and then the next year then you can have it because Microsoft wants to earn the money first and then they'll spread it around everybody that's what everybody's speculating but I got a few articles that we're gonna go ahead and watch we're gonna read a little bit so all these are uh, tied to IGN so what we got right here Xbox big Activision Blizzard FTS trial. Mind you, guys, all this was on trial because Sony was doing everything in its power to block this forever happening. Now, we don't know if it's true that, you know, it was going to happen, but there has been a lot of rumor leads about transcripts and whatnot that are emails saying like, yeah, it's going to happen that way that once we once Microsoft acquires Activision Blizzard, it's going to be all exclusive uh, uh, games to themselves. And then they, later they'll decide to release it on other platforms like PlayStation and whatnot, which is like, that's not fair because then anybody who doesn't have an Xbox, now they have to purchase it. it. But it's a monopoly. It's for them to gain money. It's all about money and all of this. So right here, we got Xbox big Activision Blizzard FTX trial, IGN's complete trial recap and the verdict. Xbox won its core battle against the FTX. Here's everything that happened. All right, thank you guys for summarizing it for me so I could do this very quickly. So Xbox has won the battle against FTS over its proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. IGN, uh-huh. Xbox wins the... Blah, blah. We finally got the verdict on Tuesday, Ju July 11. Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley has ruled in favor of Microsoft denying FTS's preliminary injunction request. So the internet reacts to the Xbox FTS trial read. Following verdict, the internet reacted to the Xbox victory over the FTX with statements from Mac Microsoft Phil Spencer and Brad Smith. Plus, we got lots of reactions from both Xbox and PlayStation fans sharing their feelings for the results. Nearly 1 million documents couldn't catch Xbox saying that it will make Call of Duty exclusive. That's actually a very good point. Remember what I said, you know, that was the whole, the way it's being presented and the way it looks like when a big corporation that owns a, a a gaming console decides to own the a gaming development such as big as Activision Blizzard, meaning that they'll get exclusively the the game to themselves first, and then later they they will decide whether to release it or not. That's about saying like no, no, it's all false. What they're saying like we're gonna split it, we're we're gonna have, we're just gonna show it first, and then we'll give it to the others. But that's very vague as it is. Um. The FDS continued to argue that Xbox could make Call of Duty an exclusive, but in nearly 1 million documents, the FDS couldn't catch Xbox actually claiming this was a possibility. I think that's why they lost uh, the verdict because they couldn't catch and they, they have all the documents in the world to say that this is a possibility and, they, and, they, and, it's, and it's leaning towards it, but not one that says, yeah, we're going to do that. I think that's the reason why. So the FDS versus Microsoft judge does, in fact, think the Switch competes with Xbox and PlayStation. Absolutely. A huge point of contention in the trial was if the Nintendo Switch is a competitor to the Xbox and PlayStation. The judge decided that the Switch is, in fact, a compet uh, competitor, disagreeing with one of the FDS's main points. Activision Blizzard share prices seen big jump following the FDS. Yeah. Activision Blizzard share prices jump to roughly $92 following the verdict and 11.27% increase from before the ruling was announced. We saw similar rise stock in the Microsoft announcement over the year. <sighs> oh my God, there's so much to talk about. It. Look at this. Let me just scroll over. 
So what we read is basically the whole verdict of it. And these are like the recaps. Um, let's see what other says. Activision share prices seem to be a jump. Like, yeah, dude, like it's wild to see that. What's next for Xbox after the FTX are agreeing? In the final weeks before its deadline, Xbox finally appears to clear uh, appears clear to acquire Activision Blizzard. So it's a done deal. At Microsoft Xbox is gonna acquire Activision Blizzard. This is mm, in the year and a half since then. Everyone's a little sick of hearing about it now, but in a few weeks seems like there's a new trial, a new document, a new email, or something else. Blah blah blah. Just seems very says that. Yes, because of pause of the deal until August here in such a month. But after months of seeing this, yes, we are here. What happened and why? Assuming that the deal proceeds unimpeded, the next question is what it means to the industry at large. Well, the FTX have dropped the ball multiple times. In this case, its chair, Lena Khan, has demonstrated a desire to crack down on big tech merges and has successfully on multiple other fronts. In the sense, one possibility is that FTX takes this defeat as a lesson on dealing with gaming industry. Ben Durman specifically called this this massive teachable moment at everyone. A big reason why both CMN and FTX have proven unsuccessful at blocking the deal is that they're mediocre in the setting of the video game industry. I don't know about that. That's fine, of course, except the judge has a better understanding of the business of video game than your legal team. Mmm, that's shots fire. <sighs> Let's see. With that in mind, it's worth looking ahead. And then Akushisha will draw this level of scrutiny because it seems like inevitable there will be one eventually. Um, the FTI appeals the decision. Oh, wow. So this is something just recently new. So FD, uh, FTC appeals the decision on the recent trial. So they're going to try to appeal it on the challenging verdict of it. That's interesting. Well, I mean... We're gonna wrap this up, bro. Um, what are my thoughts in all this? Uh, like I said earlier, it's a whole monopoly. I don't think it's something good to celebrate because that's something that's probably gonna happen eventually. What Microsoft is trying to do is to make sure that they get the games first handed, they get tested on their versions first, and they get to release it first, and they can destroy it first, and then get their money first, and then later. They'll release it on other platforms. This is bad because what if they decided not to do that, not to, to release it on other platforms? What if they decided to be exclusive just for them? And then now every, now it's Halo all over again. Now everybody needs to buy an Xbox. And, and that's bad because like, what if people really don't like Xbox that much and they don't really care and they're already happy with, with what they got. Now they need to buy a console for it. Then it's more money for their pockets. They don't give a shit about us. Yeah, so this is a huge monopoly move that Microsoft pulled on it. And the way I'm looking at it, they're going to say it's going to be exclusively only on Xbox. And people are going to see, you see, you see what they mean? Like they did this on purpose so they could be exclusive. But, it, but then later on, they say, yeah, it's exclusive for Xbox. Now, later, we're going to release it for other platforms. If you don't want to, if you don't want to, if you want to wait, you can wait and we'll release it. But now we're going to have the was first. That's how they're going to save their asses for it. And that's going to make a lot of people desperate because that means like people will want to go buy the ad spots now and then be like, play it. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I know it's not. It's going to. My thoughts is that I feel it's going to be like that. That's how it's going to be for now on. Acquiring, an, acquiring Activision Blizzard means that they're going to get first dips on the game and later 
they, they'll spread it on other platforms. I think that's exactly how it's going to be. I don't think they're going to be that big of a douchebags and, and leave it exclusive. And if they did, they fool everybody. They fool everybody. And the next move is that I'm 100% sure, 100% sure Sony is going to do that same attempt with another gaming company. Which one? There's only two that I feel like Sony will uh, will try to acquire first or they will attempt to acquire. Capcom and Square Enix. Because those are like the only two d- developing companies that gave Sony the heads up first for their series, for whether the Resident Evil, Street Fighter, and Devil May Cry. And, and obviously Square Enix with Final Fantasy and whatnot. Like they give it, you know, so I feel like they have a very good tie relationship. So Microsoft acquiring Blizzard Activision right now. All right, you get the big guys. We're going to take the, the the niche dedicated one. And Sony acquiring, if Sony attempts to acquire Square Enix or Capcom or both, oh my God, the gaming industry is going to be so divided. So divided. And I'm pretty sure Microsoft, I mean, Sony is going to back it's going to backfire Microsoft by saying, here you guys go. We we got Square Enix and, and fucking um, Capcom. Sorry, losers. You want you want Devil May Cry? You want Street Fighter? You want um, Resident Evil? You want Final Fantasy? You want Kingdom Hearts? You want these games? Come to Sony first. And then it's going to be a petty match back and forth until, yeah, nobody's going to win. They're going to win because they're going to be ending up winning everybody's going to be paying off for, for the consoles and games right now. And all the fans are just going to be hating each other. It's like, it's pointless, guys. It's it, This is all monopoly. Like, they're doing this on purpose. Those are my thoughts. We're going to wrap this up, guys. Um, We'll see how it goes, guys. Keep me updated, guys. I'll let you guys know if anything goes. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode or a brand new topic. So always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Wolfpack Podcast app or at Lone Wolf Pod for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iHeartRadio. You can check that out all at Wolves and Music or at the Lone Wolf Podcast or Wolf Pack Podcast. You can all check that out. Um, the YouTube channel, check that out at Lone Wolf Pod or the Lone Wolf Podcast. When you check all my latest episodes, comment down below. And let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me to cover, please let me know in the comments down below or even let me know at Twitter or Instagram to let me know what are your thoughts, um, what what do you want me to cover in this episode, and I'm going to do my best to cover on the next episode. Okay, guys? So, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys in the next one, alright? Peace!